0: Now, here's Ernie Anastas and Patricia Stark. I am woman, hear me roar In numbers
1: too
0: big to ignore A great song, Tellin' ready. ready, I am woman. I love the lyrics. Hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. And there's... A lot more to the rest of this classic Grammy-winning song that was released back in 1972. Hi, everybody. I'm Ernie Anastas. Patricia Stark has the day off today, and I'm here to talk about some interesting things with you, and I hope you'll enjoy our show. You know, though this song is really synonymous with women's empowerment, Helen Reddy always maintained that I am woman was not intended to be just about a feminist message. She said back in 2003, actually, it's not just for women— it's a general empowerment song about feeling good about yourself, believing in yourself. And, and I buy that. And I have to tell you why. My family, friends know that I have a great respect for women. My mom, God rest her soul, my sweet mom, two sisters, my wife, daughter, daughter-in-law, granddaughters, friends, and, and certainly including those of you who know me, many TV news anchors that I have worked with over the years in my career Uh, Not just professional journalists, great journalists, but also terrific people that we shared a mutual respect for one another. And today I want to talk about the women's networking community and a terrific organization. It's called Morph Mom. Great name. This is a multimedia platform dedicated to educating inspiring, empowering, and connecting women to help them discover their next step. And what's it all about? We're going to find out right now because Kathleen Smith, who is the founder of Morph Mom, is on the line with us right now. Hi, Kathleen. How are you?
1: I'm I'm well, and I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be on here with you today. I'm a lifelong fan, and especially even more so now that you spoke about the reverence and just the degree of respect that you've given to all the women throughout your life. And Absolutely. that's how we do it.
0: No question about it. And you know, a lot of that too, Kathleen, is learned at home. Uh, I have to credit my family, my, my mom, dad, a grandfather, uh, sisters, everybody. I mean, you know, we just had that kind of respect for one another. And it was never one way or the other. It was always together. And I think home is very important. I think you agree with that. You have to teach your children uh, the right way. Don't you agree?
1: A hundred percent. And I think it's, I have a daughter and two sons, and I think it's equally important to show them this because they both need to grow up with the understanding that, you know, as women, we can do whatever we want as yes. long as we're supporting one another. And I think my boys, it was just as important to see the, the necessary degree of support as well from them and what we are capable of.
0: Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. Kathleen, you got a great background. I mean, you know, you graduated Holy Cross Georgetown Law School back in 1993. Now, now back then... Uh, what were you thinking about what you wanted to do with your life and your career?
1: Well, speaking completely frankly, yeah. I, when I went to law school, I wasn't exactly sure I wanted to be there at the time, which was reflected in my grades, <laughs> which were right. not the strongest at the time. <laughs> and really a little confused after my first year and some incredibly kind professors said to me, you know what Kathleen, mm-hmm. the classroom might not be your stream, but we have all these clinicals available. So what I ended up doing was help, uh, taking part in this program called Street Law, and I would go to Lorton Prison, and I w- oh, I wow. taught at the prisons my second really? year.
0: That's great. And,
1: oh, the most life-changing thing I've ever done in my entire life for so imagine. many reasons. Well,
0: I wanted and to ask you about that, like, like that kind of an experience. What led you to creating, you know, this terrific women's networking organization that you now call Morph Mom? Is that all part of it?
1: Well, to a Agree, yes, because I think what I learned from doing that was just such a great deal of respect and it opened my eyes. And I think it just made me realize the world is a lot bigger than what I've seen. And I need to appreciate that and support it in any way I can. I became a prosecutor after that, a juvenile prosecutor, because mm. I loved also the rehabilitative notion behind oh, yeah. it, having been teaching in the prisons. sure. But when I left at that point, I had two kids. I left to stay home for a bit, thinking okay. it would be, you know, six months. Well, <laughs> right. a decade later and another child. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. There you one. go.
1: I couldn't really go back to that world again. I'd been gone for too long and it was just, and I'm sure many of you. Are, Listeners mm-hmm. understand, men or women, once you've left that field, it's really hard to go back. It can
0: be. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because you, you, you've you learned something else, you feel something different. Uh, and, and you mentioned people listening to us. You're right. I mean, there are a lot of women and, and men that are listening to us for sure. And they're, they're asking, OK, the title Morph Mom sounds very interesting. So I want you to explain a little bit more about how this works. What exactly are you doing to help women?
1: So what happened was i was sort of going down the rabbit hole when i decided it was time to go back i couldn't go back to what i'd done i had no idea where i could go i didn't know who i was and again i'm sure many listeners have felt this you sort of lose a lack of confidence and lose a lack of who am i this imposter syndrome even if i try something mm-hmm. no one's going to take me seriously and then all of a sudden i realized wait a minute all these women out there have done this have been through this conquered this, overcome these obstacles, and have taken and found their next steps. So I thought, that's what I'm going to do. No one ever has to feel like I'm feeling right now. I'm going to go out and interview all these women who have done it, whatever it may be, whatever next step they took, and I'll be the platform where I can become almost the library or the resource to see what's there, but then even more importantly, to be the connection, to be the place where you can actually... Find These women and Mm -hmm. talk to them to take those next steps. You know, Kathleen, that's so important because
0: what what I'm hearing from you is I'm hearing the passion. and, And that's so important. I think people who are successful at what they do have some kind of true love. And passion for it. And if you have that kind of commitment, you know the old line, it's not work if you love what you're doing. And I think that's exactly what you're describing. So so you you evolved into this thing for a very personal reason and now you've got this great organization and you're helping women with their career changes and other opportunities. I want to hear more about that. That sounds so good.
1: And I love what you just said and I'm sure you experienced that through your life also with all the stories you would hear with all of the, the people you met along the way. It's been like that with me. Every story, Every single story I learned something from. I could have nothing to do with it, but as long as you're open to listening, as my father always said, be interested and you'll be interesting. Mm. If you're just listening, you walk away with such every, every single person I meet, mm. every story I hear, I have learned and hopefully become better from it. But basically, so morph mom was a, it's a little bit of a misnomer originally about moms going back to work. Mm-hmm. I traveled the country for two and a half years interviewing women all over the country, wow. and they would say, you know. I'm not a mom, but my story could help. Or I never left work, but my story could help. Mm -hmm. So what we evolved into through the evolution and morphed into was what I do now is I share women's stories about their neck gaps whatever those steps may be. It could be work, volunteer, going back to school. Sure. Sometimes it's just dealing with a tragedy that, you know, your next step was something you never expected. Right. Something with children, something mm-hmm. that it just, you had to yeah. deal with it, you had to pivot.
0: Well, many so times, that, you know, everything... the, the unexpected is, is what really people respond to it in, in so many different ways. And and we like to hear success stories. Now, you were telling me that you've traveled all through the country. This must have been fascinating for you, by the way. And and, and let me go back for a minute about listening. I'm a firm believer in listening. Uh, on the air for 40 years doing the news in New York, I've had to listen a lot. And you pay attention to what people are thinking and how they're feeling. Remember that, that great line from Maya Angelou, people may not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yes, And that's that's classic, but it's so important. And listening, listening, listening. so you learned a lot from listening to the stories. Share some of the success stories. Tell me some personal things that that you've gone through with a lot of the women that you've helped. I want to hear that.
1: You you mean their stories yeah. or just alone?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, their, their stories mean, and your stories combined. I like to hear all of that.
1: I have to say, mine in general is just as I mentioned. I hope that I'm better and doing better for others from what I'm learning from everybody. Right. And again, most importantly, spreading. Especially even to my children, that everybody has a story, and it's just as it's just as important as the next or the one before. Mm-hmm. And I just love that about people and celebrating everything that they're doing. And I've learned a great deal from it. But also, I mean, the the stories. Okay, so we had a one of my original stories actually. I think it was my second interview ten years ago. I flew okay. out to California, and it was a woman who had. She was from Poland, and she was in the Holocaust. And her father at the time, they're very wealthy family, and. When the, they came in, she the family was taken to a camp. They had a Catholic family that worked for them on their property, and mm-hmm. the father somehow rescued Isabel in the middle oh. of the night and promised her family, I will take care of her. Mm. She will be okay. Isabel lived in their attic for two years, two and a half years, and they hid her for the extent of the war. Now. Isabel survived and, you know, it turned into she lost most of her family. Her mother survived and she survived and she reunited with her mother. Years and years and years later, I meet her at the age of 75 and I meet her. People are probably like, why is that a morph mom story? Because she never wanted to talk about what had happened. It was too much for her. So she moved to California. She married a doctor. She became a model, very successful life. Never would talk about it. At the age of 75, Mm -hmm. she ended up writing a book about it because she realized she needed to know her story. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me, I'll never forget because Mm. at 75 years old, she said, you know what? I need to tell this story now, decades and decades and decades later. And it was a really hard thing, but she did it and she got the book self-published. There's no age that stops you ever. No.
0: You know what? Um, uh, Years ago, I I was in London. I went to a bookstore and I walked in and I saw this book and it said, transitions, understanding life's changes and I started reading it and it really came down to there's a time in your life where you will do your best work for example a lot of young people you know they have the agility they're they're strong they're able to be great athletes Uh, that's just one example there are others too but other people need to gain experience they need to gain what we call wisdom and understanding and you describe the 75 year old woman the time was right for her to tell the story then it might have been a lot different before, but this was the right time for her. Isn't that a great way to think?
1: I love that. And and there's, oh, and I guess maybe you know when it's right for you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Also. Know what you,
1: they can't push your timeline.
0: No, I have to ask you something. You know, uh, how do you think things have changed in our society over the years to provide better opportunities for women as well as men, but specifically for women?
1: Well, it's- Funny, going back and when I was in law school, you know, yeah. back then it was sort of you stayed the lane. You know, you picked. I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to be a teacher. I was going to be. A nurse. You, you stayed in that lane, whether or not maybe you were happy, whether or not it was working, whether or not maybe you had a passion for something else. Right. But I'm, I certainly was in a, a time when that wasn't really an option. And I looked now at my daughter, who's twenty six. And I see, you know, there's so much movement. If they're not happy with what they're doing, there's much less of a fear of failure because I don't think it's viewed as a failure Mm -hmm. anymore. That's right. It's viewed as a learning step.
0: Exactly. And
1: they're not afraid to switch and to pivot. And I love that. And I also think there's a lot more support now, open support for Mm -hmm. whatever we want to do. There is a group of women and men. Who support us in what we want to
0: do. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, we're, we're seeing it. There, there's a lot that has been done, a lot more to do. Uh, there are some other steps, of course, but, you know, we need to see more women uh, succeed in, in politics, and the business world, everywhere. So uh, let, me, let me ask you to think about this. I want you to envision the future. Let's, let's take a, a 10-year-old girl today, living anywhere, um, and what do you think the future looks like for her and her opportunities?
1: I can only think they will be but there will be no limit. I think mm-hmm. at that point in time, I can only hope and pray. But I think you know the more I think we're getting better and better and better. This, like you said, there's a lot we have to do, especially in the corporate sure. world, yep. and like you said in the political world. Mm-hmm. But with my experience beyond that, where it's more more you know doing what you want to do on your own, I right. think we're getting there very quickly. I think with that world, we're working on it, and I think by the time that little girl is older, yep. she's going to have limitless possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I also love, and again, this is what I, I, I really feel strongly about, mm-hmm. is that fear of failure will become so much even less at that point. Again, it won't even be a fear of failure. It'll be right. termed, that was my learning lesson. That was my learning step.
0: Absolutely. You know, this is all good stuff. I have two children, or we have two children, a son and a daughter, both grown up now. But I remember when they were both young, uh, they're like two and a half years apart and i remember talking to them and having these great conversations because they would they would see me on television you know anchoring the news and you know here i am their dad but i would bring it down and i'd say listen the most important thing for me is being your dad and and helping you and 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 cheering you on and i would talk to both of them the same way and i remember sitting there one time talking to my daughter especially and my son was listening and and she was thinking about something that was going on at school, and she was a little worried about it. And I said, look, I don't want you to be fearful of anything. I don't want you to be worried about anything. Uh, there's a great line, fear knocked at the door, faith opened it, and there was nothing there. Uh-huh. And and, and I said, this is what I want you to think about. I want you to just understand that you have the ability, you have the power to control and to change and think the way you want. And you know what? It pays off because I just got off the phone. I'm telling you the truth. I just got off the phone with my daughter and uh, we were just chatting because we talk almost every day with with my kids. And she was telling me a positive story like that, you know? And I said, wow, you know, it's all coming back to me. And here I am getting ready to do an interview with you. And look, look, full circle, Kathleen, full circle. It really is. How do people... People get in touch with you who want to be involved and, and and want to take advantage of all your great services
1: so we again have morphed into a fun thing they can reach out to me well on Instagram I'm at morph mom on Facebook I'm at morph mom and then we have a website morphmom.com And it's M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M and we have we are now bringing the mm-hmm. show on the road I used to do conferences in the tri-state area yeah I'm from New Jersey mm-hmm. and we realized after COVID the necessity for just to be together and connectivity and oh, a more yeah. intimate yes. setting. Yes. So we've morphed from my big conferences into smaller on the move events. Mm. So what I'm doing is four times a year, I'm going to bring speakers and co- events to different cities around the country. We're going to be in Boston actually on May 4th. Right. And I bring a day or two days and at least 16 speakers, just any kind of possible subject matter. I will cover it to just bring to people what's there and, and try and, you know, many times we self-sabotage ourselves. We say, yes, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it, but yeah. so now you have no choice. I'm <laughs> bringing right. the women to you yeah. to help you get to that next step.
0: Maybe I'll still... join you, Kathleen. Maybe at one of these conferences uh, I'll get on stage and, and, and just, you know, talk a little bit about what we were just talking about.
1: I can't think of anything that would make me more yeah, That would be excited. great fun. Perhaps. I'd love it. Wait, oh, were you, so were,
0: fun. were you also doing a TV show? Did I read something about that? Yeah, tell because me about what that. what I
1: did during COVID, so yeah. again, pre-COVID, I would do these big conferences and I did, again, more local events. And I used to have this radio show and a podcast and then COVID hit. But it was almost even more important to share women's stories then for, you know, a, a lot of reasons. Many were lonely, the connectivity, but also some of us needed to really find out what we were going to do next, even work-wise. So I kept it going as best I could. And we did a local TV show. It was on NJ12, oh, yeah. but it would air in New York, New Jersey and Connecticut. And what I realized was many, Many of my guests were in California or all over the place through Zoom and they couldn't see the show.
0: Aww. So we've
1: now switched it. We do a weekly show on Instagram Live oh, on at Morph Mom every week also.
0: Well, we're going to check that out. That's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, this is all about positivity. I- I'm on the air every day here on WABC and I have a, a positive series, positive news you can use. So I am going to ask you, and I think you kind of answered it in many ways, but just to recap, what is it? That really keeps you positive. What, what makes a difference in your life?
1: Honestly, I think it's, I love these stories. And as I said, I'm sure you, you understand this too. It's from the bottom of my toes. yes, I love connecting with women, everyone in general, but especially with this, with women and hearing their stories and learning from them. And hopefully my, what keeps me going is connecting them to someone else to hopefully help them as well. Mm. That's what it is. And that, that's, my, that's the energy that keeps me going. I just love it. And I love what I also love is, and I don't miss how generous these women are to share their stories with everyone.
0: Fantastic. Well, you're very generous with your time and, and to tell us the great stories that, that you're doing. I, I love talking to you, Kathleen. Really, I hope everybody connects with you on Morph Mom. We'll be watching your TV shows and, and we'll be maybe joining you, whether it's in Boston or somewhere else, to be part of your program. I would love that.
1: It would be an absolute honor. And today was an absolute honor. You're one of my idols. And I, I honestly, oh, my interviewing, sweet skills i would watch you to see (laughs) what it was like thank thank, you for that
0: thank you so much kathleen smith such an honor to have you on the show today lots of good luck with morph mom and all the good things that you're doing for all of us okay
1: thank you so much for what you're doing
0: as well yeah well what a delight you know i mean I, i love as you know talking to people uh my whole life is is on the air doing the news and interviewing people and you learn a lot we were talking about listening and that's the key you know if you really listen you learn something and you can come up with ideas original ideas you can grow from it and if you have something that you're planning if you ask a lot of questions a lot of people are afraid to ask the question and i think we learn that sometimes in school you know you're afraid to put up your hand because the teacher may call on you and you might be embarrassed in front of all your friends don't do that be you listen ask the questions you're going to grow from that you're going to become everything that you want to be i leave you with a final thought don't go where the path may lead. Go where there's no path and leave a trail. I'm Ernie Anastas, thanks for listening. Have a great day everybody.